This episode is powered by Tom DeLeo Day Financial Planning Services. On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. One common feeling that I've seen with my clients is that it will come back to often feelings of unworthiness, being rejected, uh, feeling unlovable, feeling unwanted. And just think about it as an adult, the adult in you, when you began to take a step back and objectively look at, well, why was I feeling that? Then you can begin to see the story. So take a minute, if you're willing to think about the last time that you were triggered, what happened? What was the feeling that came up in you? Because see, the feeling is what has you acting out. It has you making up stories. That feeling is what might create anxiety. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. This for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Today, our topic is about emotional relationship triggers. So is it just me or I'm going to be transparent and I'll tell you, Sarita. So some of my relationships, you know, if I will call and he never called me right back and it seemed like every hour or minute that went by, I would be so agitated. Then when he would come home, I'm going off 
Does that sound familiar to anybody that's listening or is it just me? <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> not at all. The way we respond might be different, but the feelings, the emotions are very similar for a lot of us. Mm. Let me uh, get this right here. So what exactly are emotional triggers? Okay. So an emotional trigger is something that can make you feel anywhere anywhere on the spectrum from feeling slightly irritated, frustrated, or completely abandoned, rejected, disregarded, and devalued. And most people would think, well, if I'm feeling something like this and I'm feeling it so strongly, then it must be true. And nothing could be farther from the truth because for so many of us, we've experienced trauma, various types of trauma, whether or not we know it. And we were doing all the tech support. Let me tell you who I am. I know. My name is Sarah. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. And why you should listen to me and why you should care that I can tell you about your emotional traumas. My name is Sarita Yvonne. I'm an educated and validated relational trauma expert. I'm an unapologetic half-hood, half-holy trauma coach and an amazing, phenomenal psychotherapist. So now that I've gotten that out the way, um, you know that I'm just not an image consultant. I can tell you what's actually going on. So with emotional traumas, um, or I should say emotional triggers, so much of the time, if we are responding to a situation that's out of proportion for what is actually warranted. So let's say a woman, you gave your, an example, uh, a partner doesn't call back or a partner maybe says they're going to do something and forgets. Someone who's experienced trauma, whether it's a betrayal, abandonment, whether it's emotional or physical, an abusive, um, emotionally abusive or physically abusive parent, and they think that, oh, that was in the past, I've gotten over that. Oh, my dear. Mm -hmm. What happens is because of those traumas, because of what you learned about love, because of your bonding style based on that trauma, you absolutely very likely will attract people who will mirror those same traumatic experiences. Does it have to look the same? No, it's the context, it's the feeling, it's the things that show up in the relationship that trigger those old wounds. See, Gabor Mate, a very um, famous trauma expert who I love, he says that <laughs> with triggers, you're the one carrying the ammunition. Ooh. And the ammunition is the old unaddressed wounds. And so if someone experienced, in my case, I was abandoned by my father and emotionally abandoned by my mother. Mm -hmm. So for me, how my triggers showed up would be <laughs> if I thought that you were disrespecting me in any kind of way. And disrespect could be you didn't do what you said you were going to do, which means you're untrustworthy. Now, could it be that some people were actually untrustworthy, yes. But did I take the time to actually assess were they lying? Were they? No. I made the determination of who they were, what they were trying to do to me based on my own thoughts, which was based on my own experience. Because if you never actually sit down and have a conversation, ask questions, get to some understanding, or even allow the person to express their side or their points of view without you shaming them, abusing them, judging them, 
which a lot of times we do, because what happens is when we're triggered, that you're triggered to an emotion, but you're also triggered to a reaction to that emotion. So you might get angry, you might get aggressive, you might feel like you have anxiety, but you're actually feeling your feelings that's attached to the original wound that's being triggered in the present moment. So Does it sounds like, yes, because it sounds like, oh man, See, there goes processing Patty. If whoever, man, insert the name, it doesn't matter. If they didn't call me back, I'm thinking I'm still giving them a bone. Okay, well, he didn't call back. He's cheating. Okay, if he's not cheating, he must be dead in the hospital. Like, I'm going to these extreme cases. And then I'm thinking, if he's dead, he needs to become unalive. Call me back. Resurrect. Yeah, and then <laughs> go back the fuck to deadness. I swear to you. I'm embarrassed. No, there's no need to be embarrassed because I think that's so wonderful for the all of the listeners, anyone who tunes in, because first of all, we should realize that we're not alone. And we also have to understand that when we go to the extremes, that is an indication of being triggered. Yes. Because triggered. see, someone... So like now in your thinking, you would have a very different response to what happens. You would be able to go through all of the logical steps. But see, the reason why we can't do that when we're triggered is because think about it. Let's say um, you have a parent who was emotionally, who emotionally abandoned you, which means that um, you had no safe, soft space. You weren't safe to express yourself, to have your own thoughts, to have your own emotions. That's emotional abandonment. And so it leaves the child feeling like they're unworthy. Mm-hmm. It leaves the child feeling rejected. And so I grow up, I become an adult, I might be successful, I can get some degrees, go to school and you know do all the physical things in the world. But in my intimate relationships, If someone does something that reminds me of that old wound, that when you're triggered, all of those old emotions attached to that wound flow to the surface. And now you are cut off from your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that's responsible for logic and reasoning. So it means that you literally don't have access to think logically and objectively about what's going on because you're in pain. And you're trying to deal with the pain the best way that you know how. Does that make sense? It does, but it doesn't. So I have a question. When you're talking about the prefrontal cortex, is it that it will shut down, which in turn, yeah, what does it shut down? So we have just that fog and we don't, we don't care to even try to dissect it. Or is it subconsciously we just eliminate the middleman of the communicating like adults and just jump straight into, I'm going to unalive him. Well, <laughs> exactly. Back home. Well, that's a great question. And what actually happened is this is, this is an unconscious process that is designed for your survival. Cause if we as human beings had to constantly think about what we need to do in order to survive, we'd all be dead. You know what I'm saying? If a tiger is chasing you in the wild, if you got time to be like, okay, well, wait, should I go left or should I go right? Should I make a phone? Call? You ain't got time to think about all that shit. You either right. go and play dead or you're going to run. That's the trauma response, fight or Mm -hmm. flight, right? Or I'm going to brace myself to try to fight for my life. And see, for a lot of us, emotional pain, it feels like physical pain. 
Yes. So if you this have to fight, to beat. That, because you, because your when your prefrontal cortex shut down, the part of you that is responsible for your the part of your brain, your amygdala is kicking in, right? And so it's like you're being prepared to react, not to think, to react. So and so, go ahead. The amygdala, that's the, the anger part of the brain, that, right? That is the part of your brain that is responsible for, like, detecting stressful situations. And we know with, for, with people who have experienced trauma, particularly um, <laughs> any kind of what we call capital T trauma, major traumas. But so many of us experience trauma that happened over time, which is complex trauma. Right. That's relational trauma. So if I'm consistently emotionally abused or emotionally neglected and it happens throughout my entire childhood, it's it's trauma that is consistent. But also it leaves the child feeling like there is no safety. And not only is this situation not safe. <laughs> girls, <laughs> not only is the situation not safe, but there is no help. So that means that so many of us have this deep internal sense of not being protected and being unsafe based on how we were treated in our childhood. I'm so triggered right now. I just <laughs> had another life. Am I the only person in the comments, people? I'm talking to the people in the comments. Is it just me that's being triggered or having these aha moments? If you're having any aha moments, Put a light bulb emoji in the chat. Talk to us. Let us know. I'm going to tell you what I just thought about. Mm. When I'm in pursuit of, thank you, Shantae. She's like, no, not just you. When I'm in the pursuit of unaliving said man, <laughs> makes me now think now as an adult. So in reality, that was a small T. Okay, he didn't call back. But the big T trauma that would click in, but that's how I felt because as you know, my father is emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking it out on said man. That's exactly what we're that's what that's what emotional baggage is. God damn. Right? Is that we are perceiving the experiences in our present as if they are the same as the ones from our past. And that's, you know, that's just why, this is why if anyone is resonating with this, love on yourself, be gentle with yourself because this is what trauma is and this is what it does. This is why it's so insidious because it changes the way you think, it changes the way you feel, it changes how you respond to other people. It even impacts what you're attracted to. <sighs> May I share something? Absolutely. A wise woman once said, I'm going to introduce you to her. Her name is Sarita Yvonne. And she said, do you know her? <laughs> you said how the subconscious, your mm -hmm. own subconscious, mm -hmm. the brokenness is attracted to your partner's subconscious or their brokenness like the, the broken attracts the broken. And then there you go. Yeah. So, and you know, I think I talked about this on your show in the past that um, 
there is a thing that we know, uh, uh, it's a thing uh, in trauma research called repetition compulsion or the compulsion to repeat. And so, as I said earlier, human beings love in a way that is familiar. But see, you have to understand for many of us, what is familiar is fucking triggering. Okay, because what is familiar is toxic, is dysfunctional. And so when you grow up and become an adult, it doesn't mean that you just automatically get healthy. Like all of the toxic things, the thousands of ways that you are disrespected and ignored, all that shit just goes away. And magically, you know how to have loving relationships. Oh, I wish it worked like that for us, but it doesn't. And so because of trauma and because of having parents or people who maybe weren't as loving, maybe who were distant or disconnected or addicts that they teach you how to see yourself. And see, this what is where mean? trauma really lies. What do they, you mean this is that? where trauma lies because if, so let's say the, the way that children think and the way that we learn when we're children, we, how can I explain this in a way that is not complex? Children think in a way that is black and white. It's okay. all or nothing or all about me. So if my parents are distant or disconnected or they have to work a lot or they got their own trauma and so they're full of shame and they feel unworthy and they treat me the same way that they were treated, mm. then the message that I get that is that I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable, that mm. I have to work to be loved, that, that I have to earn love. I will have this deep, deep sense of loneliness because I feel like I'm in the world all by myself because emotionally I have been in the world all by myself. And a child doesn't have the ability, the prefrontal cortex doesn't actually become matured until around the age of 25. So when you're really? a child, yes. <laughs> like it, this is why dr the drinking age is what it is. This is why children can't make decisions and sign contracts. You got shit. You got to learn, honey. Your brain is not even completely formed where you can plan. You do all of the executive functions that an adult is meant to do. That makes sense because when we have these um, traumatic events, big T or little T. And we're stuck emotionally, emotionally blunted or stunted. A lot of us are emotionally undeveloped. That's the problem. We're emotionally immature yes. based on our experiences because we never had the chance to evolve and develop naturally because it, it takes parents who are mature, who are available, who allow you to explore and, and connect with your own identity, with your own thoughts. That's where emotional maturity comes from because how can I possibly communicate in a way that is without emotions and I can completely express myself knowing that it's safe to express myself and tell you what I think without fear of being ashamed or punished? How can I do that if no one ever taught me, if no one ever let me do that? As a matter of fact, if I was punished and I got my ass beat for doing it, mm. you think you're going to grow up and get in a, a relationship as an adult and know how to do all of that? No, you're going to attract other motherfuckers who are just like you, who can't communicate, who aren't in tune with their emotions, who were also abandoned or abused in some way. And that is the attraction factor. And you two will be triggering each other all the time. 
and you will say it is the other person's fault because of what you did when actually it in actuality what they did was trigger a wound that was already present in you because you ain't never dealt with it right because it was already there it's which already explains there. why and i'm reading what tashara <laughs> she said i feel a table flip coming <laughs> so <bad. Yes. laughs> So since we're being transparent, so, okay, I'll tell the story briefly. So I had a traumatic relationship in college, but I didn't realize it was traumatic because I wasn't getting my ass beat. It was more, um, it was emotional. Right. Uh, yeah, it was emotionally traumatic. So fast forward, I saw this man, the same boyfriend from college. I saw him here in another state. And yeah, he said something was extremely triggering to me. So now I'm I'm at my AARP age. <laughs> <laughs> and when this asshole said what he did, what he said, I flipped the goddamn table over. We were in a lounge. I didn't give a goddamn. I, ugh, who does that as an adult? A an child. adult that got, but see, you're not alone because what's interesting is we will all have stories. <sighs> I do too, of either being the people pleaser, of being the one who the ride or die, and I want to give all. And then a lot of us also, we got that fight in us. So after so many goddamn incidents, after so many times of being triggered, I told you I blacked out and punched my boy. My narcissist boyfriend, before I knew what a narcissist was, I took so much. I was a people pleaser and I'm going to help you and I want to help you heal, even though I needed my own healing. And I blacked out and punched him in the face five times. And so <laughs> is that crazy? Yes. But oh, I, there's no excuse. I don't advocate. But wait, now here's the emotionally immature part of me. If you and I were friends back then, I'd be rooting you on like, girl, girl. You know, we would be like, well, did you kick up? <laughs> did you, you know, you ain't supposed to let him get up. <laughs> we would be sending pictures. Like, girl, guess what I did? And then, listen, there's no judgment for anybody. And I'm not advocating that you need to be out trying to beat folks up. I'm really not. But, we, <laughs> but this is what happens when we are emotionally immature. May I read the comment? way that we deal with conflict, huh? May I read a comment? Uh, Shante said, no, honey, uh, not alone. And she said she was a drink water thrower. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and, and I'm sure enough. Shante has grown. Go ahead. I have a, oh, go finish your uh, statement and I'm going to read a question from someone in the comments. Okay. That was it. Read, read on. Because okay, I can't so see the comments. Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. They're coming in a lot. You're getting a lot of love, sis. So Vanessa, thank you for your question. And she asked, Sarita, do you believe that at the age when trauma occurs, a part of the person's emotionally, emotionally recesses? For example, if the trauma occurred at age seven, which I do know, I heard a lot does happen at seven, a part of us emotionally is still seven years old? Um, the short answer is hell yes. That's yeah. why we talk about our inner child. And so what happens is um, when, first of all, the age that the trauma happens is very important. It's critical 
Because Can you the explain earlier, that? The earlier in our human development that we have a disruption of love and nurturing, because okay, let me just say this. Human beings, we require certain shit to develop. Like it's, 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 we, we, it feels hard because we have the patriarchy telling us that children and women are objects, but it's not. We require consistent care, mirroring, meaning I see you, I hear you. I understand your feelings. You're allowed to have your feelings. We need the space to develop autonomy, meaning to be independent in our thinking and our being. We need to be seen as human beings, to have compassion, and for the adults in our lives to recognize that the things that we have labeled as whether it's terrible, terrible tools or, you know, children need to be compliant and they need to be, you know, perfect. They don't need, you don't need to be out here acting up. Well, that's against how human beings develop because we develop because we push boundaries. We have to. As an adult, you might not like that because you feel like your children, especially if you have a lot of shame as a parent, because anything that your child does, you will take it as if it's a personal attack on you because you ain't dealt with your own feelings of being defective. This is how we end up shaming our children and criticizing our children and making our children feel worthless. Okay, now that I got that out. Do you know, I saw that, well, you know how you and I talk offline. I see that so much at work. You know, I'm just going to be honest and some people may or may not agree, but this is from my experience. I look at some of their patients. I've worked in another zip code with the lighter hue. And then where I work at now with patients that in another zip code with a darker hue. And if I'm explaining to the parent, I know I'm explaining to a parent, okay, well, you know, I don't know, Bobby's teeth, they're not clean. And this is what we need to do. Here's a plan of action, da, 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 da. And then the lighter hue will say, well, you know, um, we're going to work on that together. Oh, just last week, I said this to another patient. She mushed her daughter in the face and her daughter was trying to explain. And then she told her daughter to shut the fuck up in front of everybody in the treatment area. And that's not the first time I've seen that. I felt so bad for that daughter. And the little girl was maybe 12 years old. She literally put her hands on her and mushed her in the face. And all her, her daughter was just trying to explain something was wrong with the whatever. And her mom, she didn't want to hear it. So now I'm sitting there quiet, triggered, because I'm going back to my experience as a child. See how it just shows up? It does. It does. And I want to, two things I want to say is that the point that I was trying to make, and I want to make sure that I complete, because I know I went off on that tangent that I felt was very important. The age is important. And what happens is we will stop emotionally developing. And that's why we have to go back. That's why we, in order to heal the wound, we do have to connect with the parts of us that were hurt, that uh, may have felt devalued or disrespected or the parts of us that weren't loved. So the idea of, you know, inner child, having an inner child or inner children is absolutely real. So Mm -hmm. being stuck is because we have parts of us that actually are stuck based on the wounds we experience. Now about that, um, what you saw at work is so sad to me that that is 
more common than not. And what it actually shows, and we just have to keep it real because yeah. at this stage in the game for all of us as Black people, as Black women, we can no longer afford to sugarcoat, to tiptoe, to make excuses for. I want to tell the truth. I want to have some compassion, but also want to recognize that <laughs> how we attempt to control children, many parents, and many of us have experienced this, the fact that you would be in a dental office, hear yeah. what the dentist is saying, because that's why you fucking go, so that <laughs> you're not a dentist. This is why you get feedback in your life from people, from situations, from professionals, because you're not a professional in that area. And it's about, okay, well, making sure that everyone is doing what they need to do in order for you to have optimal health. To disrespect the child in a public place like that is extremely humiliating and yes. shameful. So if you would do that in public, you damn sure are doing it on a regular basis at home. So what is this little girl learning about love? Mm. What kind of partner do you think she's gonna go up and attract as an adult? Because someone who loves you will mush you in the face at a fucking dinner's, dentist's office and tell you that what you have to say is meaningless. So do you really think that this child is going to grow up and be attracted to someone who's going to love her, to be emotionally available to her, to take care of her? No, she will not most likely, unless there's some kind of intervention or some kind of help. That's, this is what generational trauma does. And this is what people who are emotionally immature do. Because any kind of criticism triggers your shame. And instead of you addressing your feelings and your shame, you make the child wrong. And so now your child will also grow up feeling defective. Absolutely. You, you know, it. wow, that makes sense because the way my mindset is right now, I see how that can affect the daughter now going forward. So now it seemed like the roles had switched. So now I was comforting her. First, I was like, Ma, don't do that. No, you know, and I was like, we're just going to try to work with it and show her how to do it. And then I'm up here comforting the daughter. And I was like, I know you can, you know, I'm just coaching her, right. but I should not have been the one that validate her. I didn't mind. But because but yes, mother, you should have. Why shouldn't you have? Clearly, I mama didn't know how. Exactly. And that's why I felt the need to validate her. You know, well, why is that bad? You know no, what I'm saying? Well, because it should have been her mother. Well, see, this is the thing. Should have been, could have been is a cognitive distortion, but mama clearly doesn't have the capacity to. So it is what it is. It I is what it is until mama decides to be different. But see, this is the thing about wounds and trauma and shame. I think so many of us as black women, we carry a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. And I think we carry a lot of shame that is inherited, a lot of shame around um, trying to not be what everyone says we are. Shame about, and this is what I think is a, a big one, is that with all of our issues and challenges and wounds, we still put on the fucking cape and the mask, and we try to live according to this idea of perfection, and right. it's killing us. And so what that mother displayed is that you should know better. You should know better. And she said that. 
And this is what this mm-hmm. is this this whole we as black women, I making a formal request that we remove that fucking statement. We remove this idea, this insidious, toxic, poisonous way of thinking that we've inherited and stop using it against ourselves and our children. Mm-hmm. Because the message that is being communicated is that you should know every fucking thing, that you are not allowed to make mistakes, that you must be perfect, especially in front of people who are looking because these people will judge you. And if they judge you, it means that there is clearly something wrong with you and all your fears about yourself are right. And all of that is trauma and trauma is a fucking lie. It's a setup. And, And you know, she yelled at her and she said, pointing close to her head and she's like you're not gonna embarrass me like this that's the biggest thing she said that, that I was is, like, if you're not going to embarrass me means that I am shamed you're not the perfect child and therefore I'm not a good mother because so many of us have you, we and we're taught this. It's been taught from generation to generation. When you know we don't want to be everything that white people say we are, so you're not allowed to have a fucking cavity. You're supposed to know how to brush your teeth perfectly at three years old. You right. know you're not allowed to make a mistake. So we have a question, and hey, reps, reps wants to know who is this beautiful spirit. She, well, reps- she wants to talk about both of us. <laughs> Well, Ursula, of course, but beautiful spirit right over, no, there, her name is Sarita, and Sarita gave her intro before, but um, Sarita, for because we have a lot of new people coming in, can you just tell everyone briefly again about you? Yes, I don't mind. I'm Sarita Yvonne, and I'm an educated and validated relational trauma expert. I'm an unapologetic, if you don't know already, half hood, half holy trauma coach, or you're going to get the real, and I'm an awesome, amazing psychotherapist. And so this is what I do. And you do it so well. You do it so well. And also, if anyone, if you are enjoying this content, I see a lot of Facebook users. If you can go to YouTube, Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together, subscribe to my channel because I have Sarita. She's been on a lot. She's a a show favorite. And uh, you can go back and watch some of the past episodes as well as other people, other guests that I've had on. And if you enjoy the content as well, and you'd love to buy your girl some coffee, because, you know, the throat gets a little parched when you create all this content. (laughs) I dropped the link in the description. I need to start doing that. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Uh, you'd like to buy me a coffee and also really everything, um, all the support goes to supporting this channel and all the healing content that comes with it. Absolutely. absolutely. More importantly, please subscribe to my channel. Oh, and also we're going to talk about it towards the end. Sarita has a program that's coming out, but we still have a lot of delicious morsels to feed you before we get into that. Yes. And of course, I think a lot of you already follow me, but if you don't, absolutely follow the whole therapist on Facebook. Yes. Uh, Blind guy, his wife and their life said, we appreciate you, Sarita. Ah, 
appreciate you. Thank you so much. Clearly, he's not really blind because he recognized the truth, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a brother in here. Uh, Sam. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, Samuel Seals. Hello. And uh, he said, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Oh, thank that you. For, and thank you for being here. Or was that for buying me a coffee? No. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so what we're going to do is shift a little bit. That's right. Dope Discussions Live. So she, is, her name is Erica. She's one of the co-hosts when I go on Instagram Live. Oh, and with okay. Tashura Talks. Yes, when we talk dope shift. So Erica said, like this video so others can find this video in their timeline. Thank you for Thank that. You. <laughs> Great suggestion. And Vanessa Martin says, I love being a sister. Yes. Absolutely. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. So, well, we already went over a lot of this. I was going to ask you the genesis of triggers, but we went through that. What about identifying the responses? Oh, that's a, that's a very good question. And see, I think that, okay give you the short version. I think that identifying triggers is really where some of the work comes in. This is very necessary work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can trace back what happened. And really the thing is when we get into what happened, we typically get into the story of what we perceived. But when you tap into what was I feeling? Because the feeling is the thread that will lead you back to the source. Right. And so one common feeling that I've seen with my clients is that it will come back to often feelings of unworthiness, being rejected, uh, feeling unlovable, feeling unwanted. And just think about it as an adult, the adult in you when you began to take a step back and objectively look at, well, why was I feeling that? Then you can begin to see the story. So take a minute, if you're willing to think about the last time that you were triggered, what happened? What was the feeling that came up in you? Because see, the feeling is what has you acting out. It has you making up stories. That feeling is what might create anxiety. So go ahead. But what about for for people who, for, so from what I learned, usually the secondary emotions, how can they tap into that as opposed to that initial, I'm going to throw a drink in their face or flip the goddamn table over? How can they tap into? Well, see, know, in the moment, the trigger's already done. The trigger's already asked, executed. If you fucking flipping the table over, you don't even have the capacity in the moment. <laughs> to be like, well, what triggered me? Well, maybe I was feeling no, no, because I felt like He Man and the Hulk in one body. Because it, the yeah. adrenaline is already pumping, and for some of us, because that's the fight response. If we are in a flight response, we might completely emotionally shut down. You might engage in whatever addictions that's your preference. You know what I'm saying? You're already in, you've already been triggered and then you're already doing what is your normal response to being triggered. 
that, that that's already happening. So if your mm. question is, well, how do you stop it? <laughs> then the opportunity is to, with practice and self-awareness, by doing what I was just describing, you will begin to become aware. And one thing I should say, since we're talking about triggers and trauma, is that a lot of times we're not aware of what we, of being triggered because we've been shut down and emotionally numb for so long. Oh my God. We are not in, you're not in tune with your feelings. You're not in tune with your own needs. This is a part of the black superwoman complex. And it is a way that we have been able to survive, survive Mm. experiences that were difficult or unmanageable or painful. This is how we are still able to get shit done and go to school and start businesses and make things happen. But being shut down and being numb in a relationship, it will never work because relationship requires you to be turned on, tuned in, in touch in order to have a healthy relationship with healthy interactions. Does that make sense? A million percent. So the work will be is to begin to understand what are some of the things that trigger you? And I'm going to talk about this extensively in the challenge next week. What Mm -hmm. triggers you? What behaviors trigger you? What are the experiences and the wounds that have happened to you that created this? So for example, um, you talked about yourself in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If I have been abandoned as a child, emotionally or physically abandoned, then one of my greatest fears is being abandoned. And so I can handle that in one of two ways in in terms of unhealthy behaviors. Mm -hmm. I could cling. I could people please. I could stay in relationships longer than I'm supposed to. I could do all the things to try to hold on so that I won't be abandoned so that I will be loved. Mm -hmm. That sounds The opposite side would be more love avoidance. So anytime someone tries to get close to me, then I become afraid. Then I withdraw. I worry if people are expressing their needs and they talking about their feelings, it's going to turn me off and shut me down. And I'm going to call them clingy. I'm going to say this is these are the emotionally unavailable people. I'm going to make it about the other person because I'm too afraid to look at my own feelings. And usually fear is at the root of it. Mm. It's the same fear of abandonment that is showing up differently. Does that make sense? So if you don't call me when you say you're going to call me, then I'm triggered to my own story of being abandoned. And that's exactly what it it is. For real. It's like you you got to be willing to do the work to understand what are your triggers? What are these feelings? Really, what it comes down to is beginning to understand the core beliefs, the things that you believe about yourself based on your painful, traumatic experience. That's what you're really understanding because the trigger is triggering you to something negative that you believe about yourself. Like if he's not calling me when he says he's going to call, then I'm not worthy. So the problem isn't that he didn't call. The problem is that you're really holding on to a belief from your past that you're unworthy. Mm. Deep breath. Absolutely. If anyone's getting triggered, know that you're safe in this present moment. Yes. Center yourself and you can love on the little girl in you that is feeling some pain right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot to chew, but it, it's it's needed. 
you know, um, this is a healing circle. Uh, Patrice, hello, beautiful OG. She said, I appreciate this conversation. Sis is dropping gems. We are our sister's keeper. We really are. We really are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read a few more. You're getting a lot of love since you can't read the chats. May Williams. And thank you, uh, Patrice, for your comment, May. She's like, I thank you all for this live chat. Chat, very helpful for my life. Thank you, May and Vanessa. I think there was a way to stop the reaction to the trigger. There is a way, but the way is to not get triggered. And so really what it is, is about understanding your window of tolerance, because the way to stop the trigger is self-awareness. So when you recognize what people are doing or what thing and what ways that you've been hurt, then you can approach. Actually, you can take responsibility for your reaction and the way that you think about what people are doing to you. It is more difficult to do it in the moment because of how your stress response system works, because of how your brain works. You are not online. When someone is angry and aggressive, does it ever fucking help to say, you need to calm down? Can you calm down? Why won't you just calm down? It doesn't work. That's adding fuel. Exactly. mm -mm. When that person, when he said what he said to me, right before I flipped the table over, uh, I should have said something. I should have communicated with him, obviously, instead of going Mm -hmm. to violence. However, even to this day, nothing was ever communicated. So you see, there's still no conversation going on. And that's part of the challenge is that when we're triggered, we're triggered to our story and we think that we know what's going on. We think that our perceptions are correct, but your perceptions about what's happening is based on your past, based on your wounds, not what is actually happening right now. This is why we can easily ignore red flags because trauma severs your relationship with your perception. Because if you are told so many mm, times that good. your perception doesn't matter, your words doesn't matter, don't matter, you're getting mushed in the face at the dentist's office because maybe you ain't know how to brush your teeth correctly, then you will question and doubt everything about the way that you think, mm-hmm. about the who you are. And so when it comes to being triggered, um, most often we go extreme and we go negative and we go left real fast. Absolutely. And that's why I named this show, My Partner Annoys the Fuck Out of Me, because we're quick to, and this is not a judgment, because I've been that person too, and still working on it. Like, damn, he's just getting on my nerves. He, him. But it's really within us with our unresolved triggers, our unresolved uh, trauma, the little girl that never received love, Mm -hmm. validation. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So, you know, mm. but you know what? Doing the work, it is challenging, but for myself, I know that I've put literally a lifetime, probably two lifetimes at my age now into pouring into other people Mm-hmm. Other men, you know, talk about in relationships 
and not pouring into myself. Absolutely. That is yeah. a common symptom for us as Black women who are taught to be superwomen mm-hmm. um, and, and women who've experienced trauma because we don't realize how much we are working to prove ourselves worthy. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we do is about feeling a void of feeling that void that has come from not getting enough love and respect as a child. Can we talk about how, and then I'm going to read something. Can we talk about what it looks like to fill that void? What it looks like to fill the void in a healthy way or unhealthy way? In an unhealthy way. We're going to learn how to do that through your program in a healthy way. But just so people won't think that they're the only person. And if anything resonates with the listeners, you know, put a light bulb emoji. Like if that sounds familiar to you. So some of the ways that we will deal with triggers that's in an unhealthy way is anger and rage. Some of us are rageaholics. Some of us were raised by rageaholics where they want to deal with everything, not actually dealing with your emotions, but expressing rage. And a very common one in our community and in our culture generally mm-hmm. is um, <laughs> my mind completely went blank. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. A couple of things. (laughs) One, sex. Sex is a very common way. Hypersexuality, promiscuity. It's a common way for us to attempt to create pseudo intimacy, for us to experience the connection that we desire, to feel worthy and wanted and validated sexually, very common. And we have a culture, a black culture that validates that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're good in bed, if you can, you know what I'm saying? If you do it like this, then you are it. We have so many ways. Oh, what slipped my mind in that moment was addiction. 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 That's oh, yes. Addiction, addicted to dick, but also addiction in general. So addictions are a common way that we deal with the emotions when we're triggered. So addiction could, it could be a substance. It could be sex. It could be food. And for black women, many of us have a very deep and intimate relationship with food because Mm -hmm. it works. Okay. Cheesecake and cookies and pies always make me feel a certain way. And our relationship, while the consequences were complicated, but actually enjoying and partaking, that was an easy fix for me as a child. Mm -hmm. And so addictions, you could be addicted to TV, to social media, to shopping. And we know that a large way, I, I, I won't say large, but a common way that for many of us in the black community is labels. What do you, you mean? Slap, if you slap a fucking label on it, if you buy the right sh- oh. shirt, jacket, shoes, pants, purse, hair, <laughs> anything that you could buy that's currently in that people will tell you that it gives you some sort of validation, then, you know, you're worthy, right? Mm-hmm. You people will love you for it. And so we can use anything as a tool to keep ourselves numb. Because that's what it is. That's what drugs do. That's what addiction does to keep you numb so that you are not aware and connected with what's going on with you. 
deep breath. Uh, Vanessa said, hard to hear, but necessary. So it is. It is. So everyone, I'm going to read something. Sarita, I haven't shared this with you, but this literally shattered my soul. Uh-oh. I just saw it this morning on Facebook. I won't say who posted it because, yeah, but I'm going to read it. And you all let me know how you feel. Put a light bulb emoji if it made your soul vibrate. It's a, she said, I know he's toxic, but the sex is so good. Let's start being honest with ourselves. The only reason you think sex with your toxic ass man is so fucking good is because that's the only time you feel seen and cared for by him. It's the only time he pays attention to your needs. Woo, sis. Soul ties are beyond real. When I read that, I wanted to throw this phone across the room, but instead... I did not. I embraced it because it obviously made my soul vibrate. And there goes all the light bulb emojis up in the chat. It's something else. And that goes back to what you said, like the addiction of it all. So let's just keep it real because of trauma. So many of us are attracted to how rare you want me to keep it. I want you to keep it. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Freedom Friday. Okay, baby. okay, okay. All the way real. And I know this is me too. This is this has been me. So many of us, because of trauma, I have to clarify because I want you to be gentle with yourself, are attracted to people who don't give a damn about you, mm-hmm. who have shown you and will show you that they don't give a damn about you. They're not capable of intimacy other than sex and having a good stroke. Okay. They're not capable. And so many of us are attracted to people who are unavailable and they are attractive because guess what? You know what you're fucking getting. They can't hurt you because you're not giving your heart. You say you do. Mm. I said I did. You say you, I love him. I love him so much. Baby. No, you didn't. You loved him in a way that was safe for you based on where you were because you knew he wasn't about shit. And because you knew he wasn't about shit, you never really completely opened the door because then you knew it wasn't safe. Right. You knew it wasn't safe for you to be emotionally intimate or vulnerable with him. You. That's why you picked him because somebody else who would require you to get naked emotionally to show Mm. all your wounds to express your real deepest feelings to 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 express how you have felt lonely and unworthy and you haven't felt value you don't you didn't want that in your pain because that's too that is much scarier than dealing with someone with some good dick and fucked up emotions Mind blown. We say that. Mm. Why do I keep attracting these kind of people? Because that's what you are attracted to. That's what you are attracted to based on your wounds. And it is safer to be with someone who's not going to require you to open your heart. You can open your leg, but don't open your heart. And these, that is not soul ties. 
we call it soul ties because you don't know what to call it, but that these are attachment wounds. This is based on attachment. It's based on attachment theory. It's based on how you learn to love. They are not soul ties. You might call it soul ties because it's like, oh, our spirits are bonded. No, he just know how to hit your fucking G spot. That is right. not a goddamn soul tie. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. If the stroke is good, the stroke is good. Say that. Well, Tashara said, she's another co-host who I was talking about with talking dope shit. She said, some don't even have a good stroke. Girl, and they don't. <laughs> Leave it to Tashara to come through with the realness. <laughs> I love and it. they don't. <laughs> hey, Celeste. Celeste said, uh, laugh my ass off. Nothing's wrong with getting the G shot, the G spot hit. Hey, listen, I'm not judging, but we also have to be honest with ourselves because if we're not willing to look at ourselves, to do the healing work, to tell the truth, we will continue to attract the same thing and then say that something is wrong with them. They didn't know how to do for you in the way you needed or loved you in the way you needed. But the important part to understand is that is why you picked him. Because that is the story of our trauma, is that we continue to repeat and perpetuate the same traumas in the relationships that we find ourselves in. That's why you ain't with the boring motherfucker. Right, because when it is boring, he's not going to trigger he's you. He's too nice. And that is, that's what trauma will tell you. And it's not because there's something wrong with him or there's something wrong with you. It's just that you've learned to love that in a way that's based on being a product of your environment. Exactly. Uh, Erica said, I'm not wasting time with nobody who can't even stroke right. I know that's right, girl. <laughs> well, you know, as we heal, then we start to say, well, I can't waste time with someone who's not emotionally available. Because that is all that that person has to give you is the dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why you do feel seen because you are seen in that moment, not for who you really are. You're being seen in that set in the sexual act for what you're doing, but you're not being seen for your heart, for your value, for the, the, the divine within. Yes. The, the amazingness, all of the great things and all of the flawed things and they're not seeing the whole you because they don't care because they don't want to see the whole aspect of themselves. Absolutely. They see themselves as an object. How are they going to treat you like a whole fucking human being? You know, that goes back to the live that you and I have done uh, earlier this year. Uh -oh. um, remember that book? And this what got me when the author said how, you know, we're going to speak hetero now. If uh, a man doesn't know how to communicate and he holds everything from within, but he can hit, he can hit it right now. And we know damn well he's cheating or if he's emotionally shut down. And he had said that women, we will practice passive promiscuity and mm -hmm. he'll have his dick, but then we open our legs wide like a pacifier and just let him enter us and Look at that face. <laughs> well, I mean, and this is very human, okay? There is no judgment because I've had my fair share of being addicted, okay? So, <laughs> ain't no judgment on my end. Um, but I think for so many Black men and Black women, we are completely shut down emotionally. 
because of our history, because of the way we've been raised. And it's showing up in our relationships. And men, the sad part about men is that a lot of them believe that it is natural for them to be shut down emotionally. <laughs> That's and a whole other show. It is the saddest, most ridiculous, and it's one of the biggest lies that they tell themselves so that they could be numb and comfortable because human beings aren't designed that way. You're not designed, unless you're a fucking robot. You're designed to be connected to other people. You're designed to love and be loved. We are relational beings. Uh, I'm going to read what Erica said, and it piggybacked exactly what you said. And she posted this earlier. We're attracted to people who reflect what we're already saying to ourselves. That little voice that says, I don't deserve love. That's the little voice that was hurt at 5, 6, 10, 12. Yeah. That little voice is real. It, it really is. It screams. She- Screams loud. And that that's why healing is necessary. Because you can't let that little girl in you run your life and choose your mates. Deep breath, Ursula. Deep breath. Yeah. Mm. You got the love on her. You got the love on her. You can't be looking for love in all the wrong places. No, because that's what she's going to be doing because she wants to be loved. The little girl in you wants to be loved. And you have to honor her by giving her the love that she needs. Not from a fucking app. Okay? You ain't going to find it on Tinder or Grindr or not even Christian Mingle. (laughs) The love that she needs, you got to give it to her. I hear her sending dick pics as a thing on Christian Mingle. Girl, well, is there human beings on Christian Mingle? Okay, then I'm not surprised. Uh, let me read a few more. You're getting so much love. Oh, Tashara, she said, mm, she said, funny as her as I thought I was last night, a tear didn't fall this time. Oh, I don't know if I should say. <laughs> oh, honey, I send you some love. Yeah. yeah, I do. We love you. Yeah, that's my girl right there. I like her a lot. She says that her logical mind, oh, her logical mind kicked in and spoke to my emotions every time I had a thought. Now that's that's what it means to come to your own rescue. Yeah. That you can have the thoughts. And you can recognize that the thought may not be true because a lot of times what we think is not true. A lot of times what we think is a rehash of the past. That's wonderful. Go you. Yeah. That that makes me smile. Uh, Celeste, (laughs) Celeste said um, she had a loudspeaker. I'm I'm sure it's whatever gem you dropped. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Elsie Reeves, thank you so much for this comment. She said, it all makes sense. That's what I love. That's what it's about. That's why I do what I do because 
I searched most of my life trying to make it make sense. And I couldn't, no matter what I accomplished, no matter what I did, no matter how many prayers I said, it wasn't making sense. I wasn't making sense. (laughs) Right. Until I really began to look at myself through the lens of understanding my trauma. Vanessa, we appreciate you too. Yes, thank you. Thank you, ladies. And Vanessa, I'm going to need you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you. (laughs) Let me go down the list. Robin Smith-Haynes, please subscribe to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm going to say one more name. That's why her ass wanted to do a live with me today. Yes. (laughs) Yes, do what Ursula says. I love her and I love her podcast and I'll probably be on again soon. Uh, Sooner than later. (laughs) So, um, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Tashura said this was what I needed. Oh, I love it. It it. It was worth 30 minutes of figuring out our tech challenges. Then, <laughs> Thank oh you. God. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So you're talking about the self-awareness of it all. So some sisters were thinking, well, how do we do this? So we're going to shift gears right now. You all, I put, um, I'll have to put it down again. Well, actually, if you take a screenshot of the screen now. Yep, Erica, right on time. Loveyouchallenge.com. That's where Sarita is going to show and teach. Oh, she said, let me tell them. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell them what I'm going to be doing. Hold on. Let me, um, while you do that, because somebody wanted me to post the link again, I'm listening. Okay. Um, so I am hosting a challenge beginning on Monday at 7 p.m. I'm so excited because it's free. So you need to be signing up if you like this conversation, because I am going to break it down from the beginning. We are going to be understanding like what is trauma? How have you been traumatized? Because I guarantee you've been traumatized in ways that you don't even know. And why is this important? Because it's affecting your relationships. It's affecting your self-image. It's affecting your um, relationship with your children. It's affecting your ability to secure Mm -hmm. the bag. So I am going to break down trauma. We are going to be talking about triggers, um, how you are being controlled by your triggers. I'm going to get very specific. Uh, I think it's day three or four. I'm going to be talking about how to discern, excuse me, let me take a breath because I'm so excited. (laughs) How to discern toxic motherfuckers that trigger your trauma and your fears. We're going to be talking about the root of unworthiness because so many of us secretly struggle with it and we don't really have any clue why. Like there's no evidence of your unworthiness in your life other than the choices of partners that you've had. But that choices of partners is based on your trauma. It's not based on your worth. Mm. So we're going to break all of that down. And I'm looking forward to it because, listen, I'm all about transformation. And I think that I, I've worked hard to create something that I have always needed. You know what I'm saying? And, yes. and when I was on my journey, trying to understand me, trying to have a closer relationship with spirit, like I'm like, I'm a child of God, but yet I didn't even feel worthy of the human beings around me. That, that's, there's a problem. There's a disconnect. Absolutely. And it's not you. It's trauma. So let's get into it. Sign up, baby. Sign up. 
you know, listen, I used to have rap songs in my head. Now it's like all my, my daughter's four, like all these current, all these cartoons and shit, like bubble guppies is in my head. So come on, sign up, everybody sign up. So we're going to do what Shantae said. She said, the first Love You Challenge was amazing. Please join. You will be amazed. And Shantae, if you would love to come on the live. <laughs> she would love to. If she you would love to, I would love for you to come on and at least give a, like a, whatever's on your heart to let people know how it's changed your life, what the transformation that you have made or tell us what some of the tools I will, or if anyone in the chat that's been, I'm going to drop the link right now in the chat. That's so awesome. I didn't even expect this. This is so amazing. Well, you know, I can't tell you everything. I see. (laughs) I'm here for it though. I think that's wonderful. Oh, she said not right now. She can do it another oh. time. I can oh, she might. That. Yeah, you know, some people might actually be working and stuff. <laughs> True. Well, you can type it in the comments if you feel like it, Shantae. But if anyone else or um, anyone else, if you'd like to come on or if you haven't taken the challenge, why don't you come on and just say how much you enjoy what Sarita is saying today? Robin said, Sarita has impacted my life in a great way. That's what I'm talking about. So what I'm going to do right now, take everyone, take a screenshot. I put the link right there. It's loveyouchallenge.com. And I'm going to, Sarita, may I read, (laughs) read from your love you challenge from your website? Sure. This is the best. She said, she's talking about the challenge and it's time for you to stop making fucking excuses and break through so you can. I'm going to go down the list. This is so impactful. So you can finally experience feeling the peace of being whole because the one you've been looking for is you. The breakthrough, you will own your power already. Yes. Confidently pursue your purpose. Trust yourself and lean into your faith. Because the God in you has waited long enough. And if anything I'm reading, I want you all to put some light bulb emojis in the comment section. Moving forward, stop being toxic and enjoy healthy, loving, and balanced relationships where you get your needs met. You can embrace intimacy and closeness. Oh, wait, someone's coming on in tighter bonds. They are. And your attraction to toxic, dependent, addicted, irresponsible, or emotionally unavailable lovers because that shit is life-threatening and draining. And may I read one more because I am on a roll because my soul is vibrating for real, for real. Become a better parent. Break generational curses and teach your children the power of love, excuse me, of self-love so that they don't become victims of their own pain and unworthiness and that you can love you like your life dependent on it because it does. Girl. I wrote that. I love it. <laughs> oh, Tashara's on. Okay, let me um, patch her in. Oh, I see. Elsie Reeves, I see your comment. Thank you so much. That's my bestie. Hi, Tashara, you're frozen. Hi. 
Well, we can hear hey, you. I you can to... keep going. I'm still frozen. Okay, whatever. Oh, we so, can hear you. I have to stop. Okay, I had to stop eating my chicken and uh, <laughs> come on right quick because per our conversation last night, you and Erica already know that I was going through some things that I'm like, uh, yeah. So when I'm hearing her talk, I was like, what Ursula didn't tell her because she all up in my business. I know oh, you- no. She's joking. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I would never do that. I told her nothing, but I'm like, yeah, this was for me. All of this. It's for all was- of us. Because she sounded like my logical mind last night. When she started doing the motherfuckers, that was me talking <laughs> Because I was like, you got to be out your motherfucking mind. Now, you know, good goddamn well, blase, skip, a woo, woo, woo. So what you sitting up here feeling sad for listening to these damn sad love songs? <laughs> yeah, so I am signing up for the love challenge. I will definitely be doing it um, as soon as I finish. And um, <laughs> so I just want to on and say thank you, Ursula, for having her on. I will be following you because I like what you're talking about because I'm holy in hood too. So I already let you already know. Do G-Day which one you want, Jesus or Peter, okay? Can you share any parting words as we close? I had to think about it for a second because I have so many words. Yeah. And what I want to say is that you are worthy of your own love. Mm. Some of us give it so freely and so easily to other people. We feel like it is our purpose to be in service to others. Mm. Mm. But you also have to understand that your real, real purpose is soul connection. And in in order to have that, you have to be connected to your own. Right. That's where your vitality is, your energy, your creativity, your playfulness, your ability to heal yourself is within you. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage you to treat yourself and to give to yourself what you needed as a child. If you needed to be heard, then listen to yourself, listen to your intuition, listen to your needs. If you needed to be respected, do you respect yourself? Not just when it comes to other people, but do you respect what you want? Do you respect what you think? So give to yourself all that you need because that is the real source of our law of attraction. I love that, the law of attraction. That's real. You are the law of attraction, baby. You are it. You ain't got to make no damn vision boards when you heal. You're it. That's your power. It's your birthright. So love on you. Mm, I love it. Well, we are going to end. No, I'm not going to Yeah, this is some good stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to our next stream very much you may have to i may even just keep going straight through into season four (laughs) (laughs) but i'm gonna practice some self-care and take a couple couple weeks but 
returning in January. But you never know, you all. We may come up with another pop-up. So you got to stay ready and stay connected. And maybe um, it could be how people can talk about how they enjoyed the challenge. Oh, yeah. That would be great. That would be great. (sighs) All right. I thank you all for joining in and tuning with us and being patient through our technical difficulties. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I really am. Stay on, okay? All right. You all have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy this Freedom Friday. Work on yourself, love on you, and tell your inner child, I love you. I love you. Oh, yes, we love you. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and beam with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Brunch with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly water. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these